0: This is episode 27 of Ethics and Culture Cast from the DeNicola Center for Ethics and Culture. Welcome to episode 27 of Ethics and Culture Cast. I'm Ken Hellenius, the communications specialist at the De Nicola Center for Ethics and Culture at the University of Notre Dame. In this episode, we chat with Abby Johnson, pro-life advocate and author of the 2010 memoir Unplanned: The Dramatic True Story of a Former Planned Parenthood Leader's Eye-Opening Journey Across the Lifeline. Abby's story is now on the silver screen in a brand new film adaptation and she was on campus with the filmmakers for a pre-release panel discussion hosted by the De Nicola Center. Let's sit down with Abby for this fascinating conversation about her life and about what it's like to see herself on the big screen. Well, Abby Johnson, thank you kindly for coming to be with us. Yes, of course. Thank you for having me on. So tell us a bit about your story, you know kind of i mean you 've obviously written a memoir and and, and you 're very well known of course in the in pro life circles. Tell us just a kind of the the encapsulated version of the Abby Johnson story
1: <laughs> sure. Um, I worked for Planned Parenthood for eight years, got involved with them in college um, sort of rose up through their ranks and became a clinic director and left. After being there for eight years, after witnessing a live ultrasound-guided abortion procedure where I saw a 13-week-old unborn child fight and struggle for his life against the abortion instruments, and I knew then that there was life in the womb, mm-hmm. that I, I could no longer deny that or ignore it, that there was humanity there, and I realized that I was on the wrong side of this debate. And so I ended up leaving and ever since then have been really um, trying to, to speak out and just sort of expose what's taking place inside of these abortion clinics. Because I think, uh, I think, you know, the, our our secular media and society has done a really good job of sort of sanitizing Mm -hmm. abortion for the masses and not, not really saying what it actually is or, or telling the, the, the truth. Yeah. About what abortion is. And so I'm really trying to bring some of that truth to the forefront. And, but also what's really important to me is, is getting people connected to healing resources because we are living in this wounded culture. I mean, millions and millions of people who have been wounded by abortion and we need to, to make sure that we're providing help so that they can get the resources that they need. Wonderful.
0: Wonderful. Now, you wrote a memoir uh, called Unplanned uh, relatively soon after you, after you left your work at Planned Parenthood, and now, of course, it's, it's on the big screen. It's coming yeah. to the big screen under the same name, Unplanned. What's it like to, to see your story on the big screen and to see it portrayed by actors who are making decisions kind of, you know, that may or may not have been the exact same decision you were making in that moment, but, but what's that like to watch?
1: Yeah. It's, uh, it's, you know, it's weird. Uh, it's very surreal. It's, uh, it feels very vulnerable. Mm-hmm. You know, it's one thing to write Yeah. about your experiences. Um, you know, writing unplanned was, was really, uh, a, a, it was very healing for oh. me at that time in my life, just sort of getting those stories out there and sure. sort of like a public, you know, confession. confession. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, that was helpful to me, but um, you know, s- there's just something very powerful about seeing things visually. Yeah, and so this is very different. It's it's very different than just writing things down, uh-huh. and um, and and knowing that you are. I mean, I tell people, it's people are like, "What is this like?" And I'm like, you know, think about. The greatest sin you've ever committed, the the worst thing you've ever done in your life. Now put it on on a movie for everybody to watch. Wow, I mean that would that it feels yuck sometimes, you know. Yeah, but um, you know, I didn't sign on to do this movie to make Abby Johnson a household name. I mean, I, I signed on to do this film so that. God and his redemption would be a household discussion. Yeah. And, uh, and I mean, prayerfully, that's, those conversations are already happening because of what people are seeing in this film. Yeah.
0: We had the chance to watch it as a staff and kind of prepare for, for this event. And um, really, we came away thinking and kind of with, with the idea, this is a story of conversion, yeah. but it's a con- kind of a conversion through love that's that's what we saw we saw it, we we could see the love in in Ashley's face as she's portraying you but then also i mean again this is your story you know and 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 of course that that conversion is not just from your job but also like in your personal life too i mean sure, yeah. you um i read of course in your story that you've become catholic in in the ensuing yeah.
1: years yeah we've become catholic there's a part in the movie that says uh you know, oh, I've I've already told Doug we are one and done. Right? Yeah, like we're yeah. gonna have one kid and and that's it. Now I'm pregnant with number eight. <laughs> Congratulations! Uh, thanks. So yeah, we de- there's definitely been a lot of conversion experiences <laughs> take place in my life. Um, but honestly, I mean, you're right. This is a movie of conversion, and it's I feel like it's a movie that relates to everyone because. We have all, at some point in our life, had a conversion experience, right? I mean, we are all evolving, we're all changing, and we've all experienced some sort of conversion. And it may be really profound, it may not be as profound, but we've all had something happen in our life that's made us say, whoa, now I'm going to live a different way. Yeah. And it may not be abortion. Um, but I feel like that makes the movie really relatable to everybody. And I also feel like this movie provides a conversion experience for everybody who watches it. If they want to take it. Right. You know, uh, there are far too many people who are willing to check a box and say that they're pro-life, but they're not actually activated inside the pro-life movement. They're not doing anything to actively end abortion. And I've had people come to me and say, oh, but Abby, don't you think it's just going to be a bunch of like Christians that go watch your film? And my answer to that is, well, that would just be fan-flippantastic because if just half of those who sit in church every Sunday were actually active in ending abortion in their own community, we would have already seen victory on this issue. But our apathy is what continues to escalate this tragedy in our country. And so it really does provide an opportunity for conversion for everyone who watches it.
0: Well, that actually brings up an interesting kind of thought too. In the movie, there's a a scene where your um, first meeting, um, Marilisa, and um, she talks about the different types of pro-lifers. Kind of from your perspective, you know, both on that side and and now as as a pro-life, you know, advocate yourself and an activist, really. The different types of pro-lifers. Uh, um, w- I guess I'm trying to figure out how to word this without offending any, anybody because, of course, we're all, we're all working
1: towards a goal, but the
0: effective methods or so.
1: There's definitely uh, ineffective techniques and effective mm-hmm. techniques, particularly on the sidewalk and, I mean, really just in our interactions, period. I mean, the way that we interact with people on social media, we are the worst oh my gosh. at interacting with people on social media. Yeah. Um, And here we are supposed to be ambassadors of Christ, and all we're doing is accusing people, making them feel terrible and small, and that's not representing Christ at all. Um, And so it's the same. When we're on the sidewalk, what are we doing? Are we offering the hope and peace and love of Christ? Or are we looking at these women, telling them they're going to go to hell if they have an abortion, calling them a murderer, telling them to keep their legs closed, calling them a baby killer? How is that going to lead them into the loving arms of Christ? I mean, I'm, I'm just thinking as a woman who has yeah. had crisis pregnancies in my life, there is nothing inviting— about a person standing there with a six-foot bloody sign, yelling at me, telling me to repent or I'm going to go to hell. Yeah, there, there's nothing about that that makes me say, "Man, I bet this guy really gets what I'm going through right now." <laughs> like nothing. Mm-hmm. So that and that we we have to be um, we have to be seen as as people who are open who are available to these women who feel like they're in crisis or who may really be in crisis. And um, I don't know. I just – I feel like we don't love well, Mm -hmm. even in our own movement. Um, You know, there's a lot of people who are well-intentioned, but you know what they say about intentions, you know. Road to hell is paved with them. So yeah. um, it's not just about the intentions we have. It's about our actions and are we effective? I remember hearing somebody one time who is a person that goes and yells and screams and calls people murderers and with the big gross signs and everything. And I remember she said, well, it doesn't really matter if we're being effective. It just matters that we're out there. And I'm thinking, what? what? Why go out there? This isn't about us being Right. You know, I, I don't know what saints said it, but some saints said when an argument, lose a soul.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's not about being right. This is about penetrating hearts and minds. And you're not gonna do that through an argument. Um and so I just I think there's a lot of pride True. um in our move. Of course there is. Because Satan is constantly trying to get his hands into this movement. And I think one of the sins he loves the most is the sin of pride. Mm-hmm. Because we're so easily, we're all so easily manipulated by it and affected by it.
0: Yeah. Well, let's talk a bit about the work you're doing now. So um, you have an organization you founded called And Then There Were None. Mm-hmm. So tell us a bit about this movement and about your work.
1: Yeah, so um, in mid-2012, I started an organization to help abortion clinic workers transition out of the abortion industry and into um, a new line of employment, uh, getting them into healing resources, emotional support, spiritual support. Um, I mean, really, it's a comprehensive program. For whatever that person needs at that time. And, you know, we didn't know how successful we would be. It's sort Mm. of a hard sell. Um, But I just had to believe that there had to be more people out there like me. Who just... Didn't want to be there anymore, but didn't know where to go. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't believe that at the time here we'd been fighting legalized abortion for 40 years and nobody had thought about reaching out to abortion clinic workers. And when I would ask people about that, I would ask some of my friends who were, you know, who are considered pro-life leaders in the movement. And they would say to me, well, they're just sort of too far gone. And I thought, okay, that's that's how we see That's how we see them. We have done to the abortion worker what we have accused them of doing to the unborn. And that is that we have dehumanized them. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And that's sad. That's a sad state of affairs. And it shows how little we know about God. And, and I would say, well, what about me? I mean, I, I left, right. And they would say, well, you're different. And I'm like, no, I'm not, I'm not different. I'm just like them. I'm just like you. I'm a sinner in need of a savior. Um, and so we got it going and, uh, now we've helped, uh, right at 500 wow. abortion clinic workers leave their jobs wow. and, and come into, come into our ministry. And, you know, the ultimate goal is to get them into a relationship with Christ. Mm-hmm. And most of them do have some sort of faith foundation. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we want to get them plugged back into church. Many, many, many are fallen away Catholics. Yeah, wow. So we want to get them back into sacraments. And yeah, do some of them make the leap all the way to pro life activist? Is yeah, I would say yeah. A lot of them do. Yeah, yeah a lot of them are speaking out publicly now. Uh huh. Um, you know, some of them are like, I'm pro life, but I don't ever want to talk about <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> you know what I've gone through. Sure. Um. But it's, I mean we We sort of we poll all of our clients and uh twenty percent over twenty percent it was like twenty point eight percent of our clients have attempted suicide wow, and while working in the clinic or just right after leaving so i i just it's amazing to me that they were just a forgotten piece of this this puzzle, yeah. And just, you know, I just feel really thankful that (laughs) after much resistance, um, God kept tapping me on the shoulder to do something with this and to provide this sort of care and for our team. I mean, we have, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, the best team (laughs) in the pro-life movement um, of people helping these workers. So it's really, it's, it's a blessing to do this work.
0: And what's the structure of of it? Is it um, like do you have uh, people everywhere around the nation, or uh, how does yeah, how does it yeah, work in do. general? Yeah,
1: we have client managers and, and staff all around the country wow. to sort of help regionally. Or, um, but we are a nationwide ministry. We are looking to um, take this model internationally to some different countries. Um, Ireland is on our list. Wonderful. Um, we have a, a group in Spain. Um, that's wanting to, to get started. We even have a group in uh, Kenya uh, oh, wow. that's wanting to start. So I, I think it's, it's starting to catch on everywhere, even internationally, people really thinking about these workers, pray, actively praying for their conversion, which, you know, is relatively new. Yeah, Wonderful.
0: Well, Abby Johnson, congratulations on, this, on your story, making it to the big screen, and we hope that it's very successful and that, and that it touches hearts, as you say. And thank you kindly for, for responding to, to God's call to conversion. Thank you so much. Thank you to Abby Johnson for an excellent conversation. Find links to her book and details about the movie Unplanned in the show notes. Subscribe to Ethics and Culture Cast so that you can always get the latest episodes by visiting ethicscenter.nd.edu slash podcast. We would love your feedback. Please give us a review wherever you get your podcasts and email your suggestions to cecpodcast at nd.edu. Our theme music is I Don't Know by Grapes, licensed under the Creative Commons Attribution License. We'll see you next time on Ethics and Culture Cast. Until then, make good decisions.